I just ordered the Big Mac pack from DoorDash. I'm dying. Hot shower. Uh, I don't understand Matt Reif, the muscly comedian guy. How fucked up do you have to be mentally to look like that and still need to be a stand-up comedian? He's, like, fucking beautiful. And he still needs the attention. I go on stage because I look like this. If I looked like Matt Reif, I would never be on stage. I'd be constantly getting my dick sucked. Hot shower. Sometimes I wonder what it would be like to be a beautiful person, you know? Cut abs, wide shoulders, thick cock. And if you look like Matt Reif, right, every cougar, BBW, and college slut wants to suck the life straight out of you. you know? But for me, I feel like I would more want the advantages almost that you get in life. You know, like uh, if you're at a job interview, people are more likely to view you as competent. Uh, even if like you cut somebody off in traffic, they're more likely to forgive you if you don't look like a steamed ham wearing a toupee, you know, ugly people have better personalities, you know, God, you just want to punch, punch somebody in the face if they're both good looking and have a good personality. It's like everybody in here already wants to fuck you and you got to tell a good story too. be dumb. At least then, you know, people could trick themselves into thinking they don't need you in their life. But we're talking about, like, a very small subset of people. I mean, most people are ugly, (laughs) you know? I mean, have you seen most people? They're pretty gross. You know, I felt this most when I was in the South for a while. I I mean, those were my people, man. Those were my people. I felt very comfortable. I was not even the fattest in the drive-thru line. I was, like, top five, you know? Uh, To spin off that great George Carlin quote, if you take the average-looking person— and look at how ugly they are. 50% of people are more ugly than that, you know? I don't know. My sister said to me the other day, you know, you have kind of like a unibrow going. And I feel that was a bitch comment. I, I don't have a unibrow. I have maybe a few superfluous hairs going, you know? But I don't have a unibrow. You know, my eyebrows are very far apart, which gives just enough room to allow my huge nose to shine. People on TikTok make these videos about something called pretty privilege, which is the idea that if you're pretty, you get more advantages in life, which is a pretty simple concept. And it's not new either. I mean, the caveman, listen, if you were a cave girl with big titties, you probably got like the biggest stick or something, or the caveman made fire for you before the homely cave girl or something. I don't know. But that's just how it is, you know. And I admire people that that get on TikTok and they sing and they dance and they talk about how pretty they are. Like that's a level of confidence that I just don't have. They live on a higher level than I do. Like some of these women and even guys on TikTok talking about their how pretty they are and their privilege. It's like without the 80 pounds of makeup, you look like a bobcat. Uh. And, and there are some people on TikTok that will talk about how pretty privilege is not even an advantage. It's actually a negative for them, you know, and, and they'll talk about how, oh, it's so hard. You know, people don't want to be my friend and people don't take me seriously. People are always talking about their identity and why it makes things hard for them. But that's terrible for your mental health to always be thinking Somebody's holding me down, and it's not my fault. How are you going to succeed in life if you only look at the problems and you don't even take the agency to make change for yourself, and you draw it up as a lost cause no matter what? 
look at how many people feel that they're downtrodden, right? It's pretty much everybody, right? How can everybody be downtrodden? It doesn't make any fucking sense. Found this piece, uh, The Ugly Truth, How Our Brains Are Wired Against Ugly People Like You and Me. We found that our psychological bias against people and things we consider ugly is tied up in a built-in human response that's designed to alert us to objects that may contain potentially harmful diseases. That's vicious, man. Hey, I'm not saying you ugly, but when I look at you, I fear I'm going to get AIDS. This is not to say that unattractive people are actually more likely to have diseases, but that an instinct kicks in that overrides that logic. Look, I'd like to think I'm more evolved than worrying I'm going to get lung cancer from a three. But listen, I, I wouldn't put it past myself to think that, that bad things are going to happen to me for totally unrealistic reasons. That's most of my life. Man, I feel bad for ugly motherfuckers. Listen, as a true paragon of wealth, health, beauty, masculinity, I can tell you it's not all that it's cracked up to be. I mean, listen, when I've got seven, eight girls on top of me, man, how am I supposed to breathe? There's too much pussy around me. There's too many titties in my face. I got one mouth. How am I supposed to take care of eight titties? Being pretty is not all it's cracked up to be, Okay. I'd rather be considered gross and disgusting than have to choose between Tiana, Melissa, Gia, Georgia, Melissa again, she comes back around, and Winona for my love. You know, sometimes there's, there's not enough love to give, you know. Uh, it's time for uh, another segment that uh, we talked about last week, Bad Ads. Almost every commercial now is insufferable. I remember years ago, I mean, man, commercials were fun, at least. And being in the advertising industry was, like, cool. It was, like, renegade. Um, now it's the opposite. You know, if you're, in, if you're in advertising, I feel like there's something wrong with you. Either you're a vestige of when advertising was kind of cool or uh, you went to Harvard or some shit like that, you know, and you think you're smart. It's depressing. You know, I saw one commercial for uh, reusable period underwear the other day when I was trying to watch basketball. So um, nice marketing, playing to your audience. Um, it was this daughter hanging outside the door of the bathroom and this like chubby old mother was doing like a full ass bend over to test these period underwear, these period resistant underwears. And I'm easily squeamish. Okay, and Wokies are always like, it's a bodily function. You can't silence us. You can't stop us. But like, so is vomiting and shitting. Those are also bodily functions, and they're also gross. I understand you have to do them, but I don't want to see them in the fourth quarter of a Celtics game, pal. You know, a body mechanism doesn't excuse it from being weird and gross. You know, I, I just had these McNuggets, man. I tell you what, in about an hour, I'm going to be doing some gross shit in the bathroom. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need some... Matter-resistant underwear. Yeah, there's also the Budweiser commercial that's going on right now, which is hilarious. Uh, I don't really have a side in the Bud Light thing. I just think it's funny that that uh, they're trying to go so far the other way. I'm sure you've seen it by now. The commercial is literally just like a horse. It's literally a horse galloping through America, and they show the like the two whitest men in America, you know, the, the two whitest, most Texan people ever on a on a stoop. 
on a porch, drinking a beer, sharing eye contact. It's brilliant. Um, it's brilliant in its transparency. Um, that's funny. Let me pull that up real quick. They're having the horse roam through America is the point, I guess. Let me tell you a story about a beer. In front of the corporate headquarters. Rooted in the heart of America. In front of the arch. Found in a community. Jogging downtown. Where a handshake is a sure contract. And then they have the horse run through a fire station. They're literally trying to have the horse put out the fire that they started. Brood for those who found opportunity in challenge and hope in tomorrow. Beautiful. Beautiful. Raised by generations. And then they have the horse pass the two most area looking guys ever on a porch at their house. I would love to have gone on this audition. Like, they're like, we need the two most Aryan looking guys for this commercial. Hey, listen, if you look like you hate Jews, come through. Test out for us. Willing to sip, share, risk, remember. This is a story bigger than beer. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. This is the Beautiful. story of the American spirit. Wow. Brilliant copy. I would have hated to have been that horse, man, that they got for this audition, this fucking commercial. I, I mean, I, I, just, I would just, I just, if I was a horse, I just want to do horse shit. I just want to roam around, fuck other horses, not be involved in this worldly bullshit. Anyway, that's the commercial. Uh, this Bud's for you is how they ended. Um, yeah. Hilarious. Hilarious. It's almost like a parody of itself. It's, it's, it's like, how country can we get? Um, I love it. I love it, man. That's fucking, that's funny as shit, man. I love it. But that's always been my problem with corporations attaching themselves to societal causes through their advertising. It's like they don't care about you. They never did and never will. Their entire goal is to make a profit. So if they're doing an ad for Pride Month or for uh, transgender awareness. It's not because they care about you. It's because they, they think it'll score points and they think in the end it will lead them to more money. And it's actually pretty disrespectful to the groups they claim they're in support of because they don't support them. They just want to use you uh, to get more money or to get more societal points, so to speak. And sometimes it backfires. And I feel it should always backfire, not because the causes aren't worthy, but because corporations shouldn't be getting involved in societal causes because they cheapen them. And it's pretty clear how dumb they think the population is when they can put out a commercial like this and uh, expect everybody to be like, oh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, Bud Light's actually uh, about the country instead. I mean it's just like it, – it's not hard to market, especially something like a beer. Just – have the people be generally aware that the beer exists and they'll sell it. It's beer. It's poison. People want it. Don't get cute, man. Fuck. Hot shower. Uh, all right. We're continuing our saddest child star bracket. Uh, most child stars, man, they end up becoming train wrecks. And that's what we're talking about, man. There's not a lot that don't become train wrecks. Um, the Boy Meets World cast, I was thinking maybe didn't uh cory topanga and sean i think turned out all right um but a lot of them don't man obviously and last week uh we or last show rather uh we went through 
a couple of the matchups. We had uh, Amanda Bynes uh, beat out Lindsay Lohan, uh, and we had Drake Bell beat out Jeanette McCurdy. And we've got two matchups left. We'll go through one today. Uh, Dustin Diamond versus Aaron Carter, uh, and the winner will face Amanda Bynes. And Drake Bell will face the winner of Britney Spears and Corey Feldman. So let's go through uh, Dustin Diamond and Aaron Carter today. Um, man, this is an interesting matchup. Uh, I, say, let's, let's start with Dustin. Um, Saved by the Bell came a little bit before my time, but it's always interesting with TV characters uh, and and how they work. I guess his character was just that he was like annoying. Was was it? Was that it? I mean, somebody old, tell me. Uh, but Dustin grew up, and uh, there's really only one major thing in Dustin Diamond's life uh, post his career that. I feel was super train wrecky, but it was such a train wreck that it catapults him from uh, slightly fucked up to incredibly fucked up. And you and this this show, man, you know what's popping, okay? Dustin Diamond's mid two thousands sex tape with two random whores. I don't know why he did this. I guess he needed the money, which is again another reason child stardom is ridiculous. You end up. With no money, and and you didn't really get get an education, so now you just end up doing shit like this, uh, this sex tape, and it, this is about the funniest sex tape I've ever I've ever witnessed. Uh, Vern Troyes was up there. Vern Troyes was funny with those moans, but Dustin Diamond's sex tape, um, there's actually like a storyline, um, and he comes on the camera and he's like, "Okay, boys, uh, I just got done with my comedy show." And uh, I got these two bachelorettes. So he's literally trying to do like a plot line. And I guess the the plot is that like he has like this club with these guys and they share sex tapes or something. They share their conquests or something like that for each other. And uh, then he goes and he, he has sex with these two whores. Now he claimed later that uh, the penis used was a stunt cock. It wasn't his. It was somebody else's, which is maybe even more weird. Um, honestly, than just doing it yourself, you had to hire somebody. You had to, I guess, go through an audition process to find a fake, a fake real penis, which is horrific. But we'll play the audio. Obviously, we can't play the video here on here on uh, YouTube. But um, I would have loved to. Uh, well, let's play the audio. Let's just go through a little bit of it. It's very gross. It, it's it's gross. It's it's just it's gross. It is. Let's get to it. Okay, it's 51 minutes long. 51. The things I do for this show. The things I do. Let's take a look at some of the comments first. This is on X videos. Let's take a look at some of the comments. Uh, five years ago from JMD0627, he's annoying. Uh, from Lust FK nine years ago, wow, even in the bedroom, he's a fucking dweeb. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, the D-Man here checking in with the Brotherhood of the Bros. I've got something. <laughs> it's the D-Man here checking in with the Brotherhood of the Bros. Uh, look, man. He's like such a nerd that I th- it's almost endearing. 
You know what I mean? Like he's gone so far one way that I'm like, you know what? I think I might actually like him a little bit. I mean, who says it's the D-man here with the Brotherhood of the Bros completely seriously with not a hint of sarcasm? He's a brilliant entertainer. Special tonight for our little club. Uh, apparently, uh, Bachelorettes, you know how they love the comedy shows, which mm-hmm. they went great tonight, mm-hmm. both shows. Thank you for asking because mm-hmm. I know you care. Uh, but I have something special tonight, especially for Mark. Bro, <laughs> I'm going to top anything any of us have done yet for our little group. Uh, Bachelorette Party has invited me upstairs at this very hotel. How do you, get, how do you get to this point in your life, man? You're, you're monologuing in your $700 apartment about. Your $400 comedy show? Fuck, man. I hope I don't end up like this. I, if if I end up being a middling comedian with a sex tape, at least I'll have had sex, right? Sweets. And the bride-to-be and one of her bridesmaids, possibly two, I don't know yet, uh, are going to be hanging out tonight. The other girls are going to go out and, and hit up some bars. Uh, but the other two want to hang out with me. So we're going to see how this goes. I'm going to bring the camera along. Hopefully I'll get to use it. And if it- <laughs> All right, Hopefully. All right, let's just skip ahead here um, to paint the picture. Uh, he's in the hotel room with these two whores. One of them is the bride. And they've gotten naked. And now they're looking at the different cock rings that I I don't know. They, I guess were presents or something for the for the bride. Uh, and, and they want... Dustin to put put it on. Dude, candy cock ring. Put it nice, on him. Nice put it on him. Let me see that shit. Yes, you are. We have three of them, so put it on him. Dude, that there's no way that's gonna fit. Yeah. You wanna put it on? You down? She's putting you down? it on. There's no way that's gonna fit. What a subtle flex. I love that. Oh, there's no way that's gonna fit, bro. For, for me, I would say it wouldn't fit, but it's too big. You know. I'm view. I'm a girl watcher. I'm a girl watcher. Watching booty. Oh, hey, where's the beef? (laughs) Don't quote a Wendy's commercial during a threesome. Just don't do it. I don't know a lot, bro. Don't quote a Wendy's commercial. Although that's definitely something I would do. Yeah, I want a beef and cheddar. Ooh. (laughs) Don't quote an Arby's commercial either. Whoa. Let me, I'm going to step to the side and take... A view bird. <laughs> All right, let's just finish this up because I, I I don't know, man. I'm craving a beef and cheddar now. <sighs> no, she's fisting her. All right, I'm done. It's over. I'm done. All right. Well, that was terrific. Um, Aaron Carter, you're up against it, pal. Because that was fucking horrific. Well, uh, sadly. Dustin passed away of cancer not too long ago, um, which, I mean, you wouldn't think has anything to do with him being a child star, so just an unfortunate life happening. Uh, But listen, you know, an up and down life, certainly, Uh, to be serious for a second. Um, So, you know, rest in peace to the D-Man, you know. We, We will always be your brotherhood of the bros. Hot shower. So on to Aaron Carter, pop singer, entertainer. He passed away pretty recently, actually. Uh, You notice a pattern with a lot of these child stars, unfortunately. Uh, Here's his death report. 
The music world is mourning the death of singer Aaron Carter. The 34-year-old was found dead in his California home yesterday. Authorities say he was found in his bathtub. From a young age, Aaron Carter was in the limelight. The younger brother of Backstreet Boys' Nick Carter had his own success as a child pop singer. See, now here's a, a double whammy of child starting. So not only do you have to deal with being a child star yourself, but now you're the brother of a more famous child star. So you're, you're like searching for attention, needing attention even more because you're competing not only for the attention of the world, you're competing for the attention of your family, uh, even for your brother. So um, that's a shitty start. It's a shitty hand, man. It is a shitty hand. In September 2017, Carter appeared on The Doctors, a syndicated health talk show, uh, to discuss the gaunt appearance of of his face and his drug-related arrests. He was malnourished and underweight, 115 pounds at six foot one. He's like the opposite of me. 115 pounds at six feet. I'm trying to do the math here. If he was my height, he'd be like 44 pounds. All right, let's take a quick look at one of his doctor's, the doctor's appearances uh, from a couple of years ago. For the last two years, I've been on a little bit of a roller coaster. We have major breaking news. I'm good, but I'm not great. And I never will be great when it comes to my recovery because it's dormant. Triggers are around me all the time. Are you trolls? I'm a drug addict in recovery. Please don't bully me. Oh, this crackhead still doing music? Didn't he overdose already? The wannabe Justin Bieber. Oh, look at this. He looks like he's on AIDS. He should be dead. Like, why are you guys doing that to me? What did I ever do to deserve that? Fuck, man. You know, he seems like a really good guy that's just had a lot of problems. And this is a comedy show, and this is way too serious and sad. So I'm just going to say that uh, Dustin Diamond, with his fake stunt cock and his brotherhood of the bros, is more of a train wreck. Because I feel really bad for Aaron Carter right now. This news story stuck out to me. Some men are using maxi pads to defend against gooch grease. The accumulation of smutch and sweat and dirt in between the cock and balls and the asshole. You know that gooch grease, that taint trauma, that grundle gangrene, those chode crumbs. This is from a news station out of Houston, which makes sense. Uh, Houston is so hot that the devil vacations there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand how anybody even lives in Houston or a place like that. It's so hot, you're accumulating so much shit inside of your pants that you need to buy maxi pads. Look, nowadays, I see a guy alone buying maxi pads. I'm congratulating him on his transition. You know, you got to assume. And then he'd have to say, well, no, I just – sometimes I take shit so big that the, the remnants slide down to my balls. I'm trying to stop that. And then I would say – Oh, man, that's gross. Why am I talking to you? And then I'd go get my Lucky Charms on aisle seven. But that's the world we live in now. Hot shower. Lizzo's back in the news, of course. Uh, this time because she says she wants to quit music. 
uh, over body shaming. This is the LA Times article. Uh, Lizzo has been an advocate for body positivity, celebrating plus-size women and shooting down the fat-phobic trolls trying to police her body. But after a recent encounter with body shaming comments, uh, she said she's close to quitting her music career. I hate it here, she wrote in a series of tweets before closing her account Wednesday. Y'all don't know how close I'd be to giving up on everyone and quitting and enjoying my money and my man on a fucking farm. A fat farm? Hot shower. I understand she wants to make a positive change for girls, uh, but the problem is that she does a lot of telling and not showing, and it gets very preachy and annoying to people. If she just went up on stage in her skimpy outfits and danced around and had a good time without all the verbal uh, effluvia, she wouldn't get a fraction of the hate that she does now. Right. If you're if you're trying to change society, you can't antagonize people. Right. She takes the stance that overweight women are as attractive or more attractive than fit women. And people are going to push back on that because it clashes with most people's sense of reality. If she instead took the stance that, hey, uh, people like me, people that are overweight, they shouldn't be ridiculed. They shouldn't be harassed. Uh, they should be treated fairly. Yeah, most people would probably agree with that. Most sane people would agree with that. And there wouldn't be that big of a problem. But instead, she goes out and, and tries to uh, antagonize, like I said. So that's why she gets uh, a lot of the hate. That said, I mean, I really do feel for her in some way still because the internet really goes crazy places and it showcases how – how many emotional problems a lot of people have that they take the time to go on the internet and really mess with people, you know, whether whether they feel they deserve it or not. I mean, and, and, and people don't even do it in a Don Rickles comedian way because they're not that talented. And they just go for visceral insults. And it's like people got a lot of problems in their life and they slog it off on other people. And it's, you know, it's a real problem in society. Um, they do it for a reason, and it usually doesn't have to do with the person that they're aiming it towards. Uh, um, that said, here's here's how I feel about Lizzo's music, man. It's I I feel a little bit guilty saying that I really do kind of enjoy some of it. I mean, this, the the fact is she really does have an unbelievable voice, and the reason she's in the business is she has a lot of talent. You know, more talent than a lot of people in music, frankly, but. Like I like her chorus a lot, right? But the problem is when I listen to her songs, it's everything that's not the chorus. Like there's so many cringy lyrics. There's so many weird points that she makes. Uh, let me pull up a few because it, it is pretty funny. Pretty much all of her song tempo. Slow songs, they're for skinny hoes. Can't move all of this here to one of those. I'm a thick bitch. I need tempo. Fuck it up to the tempo. Pity pat, pity pat, pity pity pat. Look at my ass. It's fitty fit fat. Throw it back. Catch that. I need a jack woo for all of this ass. But I think this might be my favorite of Lizzo's lyrics. And it's right before the chorus of Am I Ready? And I really like the chorus. I'm sorry. I'm guilty of it. I like it. I mean, it's very sweet, but it takes me out of the mood every single time when I hear this. Okay. Here it goes. He called me Melly. Uh, he squeezed my belly. Uh, I'm too embarrassed. Uh, to say I like it. 
hot shower.